I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Friday episode of Flippin' Mats. We got so much good stuff today. Always a good Friday show because you got things that make you go. Hmm? We also have a great tale of the tape. Dodgers against the Astros. That one will be a blast. And also something fun we're starting. We're going to go division by division every week, every Friday for the next six Fridays, talking each team's X Factor, who that player is, and we'll break all of that down. Also, the Fox broadcast is heading to London yeah. for the London game. That'll be cool. I got this sweet bobblehead of Adam Wainwright dressed as the Kingsguard. <laughs> it's great. This show's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. It is Friday, my friends. We are up here on our brand new LED floor talking some baseball. I'm rocking my Tokyo Giants jersey today. Yeah. Got Wakabayashi on the back. I love it. We're unintentionally matching. Which yeah. is also super fun. Which is great. I love it. Which is great. This is absolutely um, Yeah, the, the Fox heading to London. We got Cubs against the Cardinals. That'll be a fun game. Mm-hmm. I think it's always really cool, personally. I don't know what you think. I was yeah. asked this question recently. And okay. With Major League Baseball taking teams, taking home games away and moving them across the world to different locations, I think in the grand scheme of things, there's 162 games. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I think it's great for the game of baseball to go over there. We've seen it once before with the Yankees and the Red Sox. I think Cubs-Cardinals going over there is really cool. We saw uh, Great Britain in the WBC, and every talk of them was how much the sport has grown over there. Mm -hmm. So doing something like this I think will be awesome for the game of baseball. It is. The MLB World Tour London Series. It just has like a nice little ring to it. And you know what? These guys travel so much throughout the season. 162. What's an extra like five hours on a flight? Like not that big of a deal. You got the Cardinals and the Cubs and NL Central matchup. It's all getting started with practice today. It's gonna be a blast. It is. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I also feel like last time, last time they were in London, there were a lot of runs scored. I'm not entirely sure the baseballs were the baseballs that so are used over the baseball. here. I'm like, is it something? Are they? Is it a high altitude? Like, is the, it? Are I they juicing? The well, they're having a fun. They, they want it to be fun. They want it to be entertaining. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored. We'll see. Okay. I also think people realized that last time, so they might tone it back a little bit. I mean, why? Because pitchers, more. you it's can't. Fun. Big pitchers would be furious if it All actually right, came fair. out that like the baseballs were juiced. Be like, well, screw you guys. I don't want to pitch here. Yeah, we're not going. Yeah, yeah. 
No, it's going to be fun. I love the bobblehead. Our entire Fox crew is out there. Yeah, good broadcast crew. We're going to have, uh, we'll have Joe Davis and mm -hmm. Smoltz on the call. Saturday with Smoltz, he's going to be coming to us from Scotland next time, which cool. will be cool. Um, and then, yeah, Derek Jeter making his debut for Fox on the Bad broadcast up. team. That's really cool. It is. Jeter, Poppy, A-Rod, the whole, it's going to be, it's going to be a blast to watch. It doesn't get much more star-studded than that lineup. No, it doesn't. Which is going to be great. So make sure you catch that this weekend on MLB on Fox. But let's get started with our new X Factor segment, Ben, that you mentioned off the top of the show. Uh, let's break it all down for us. Okay, so get this. Every Friday, we're going to go division by division, and we're going to talk about each team's X Factor. Now, we all know who the MVP is. We all know who the best player is on every team. The X Factor is a player that, if they're playing well, the team's going to be successful. If the player's not playing well or they're injured, they're kind of like that Jenga piece that if you pull out, the entire team can collapse. And we're going to get started in the AL East. Right. So, as you mentioned, yes. you're exactly right. I don't view this as, like, the New York Yankees. You asked me who the MVP of the team is or the most important player. That's Aaron Judge, yeah. and we know that. A healthy Aaron Judge is the MVP of the New York Yankees. This is, like you say, the player that can either make or break in one way or the other. If they're doing well or in, or not doing well can make or break a season for this. Okay, so let's get started with the Red Sox. Who is their X-Factor? So for me, the Red Sox X-Factor is Adam Duvall. He's Ooh. a name that we saw to start this season yeah. was dominant. He was hitting like 450, a bunch of homers early on. If you remember, during BVP at the beginning of the year, it was like Adam Duvall yeah. is having the best year of everyone. Well, then he got hurt, and he went down, and the Red Sox kind of took uh, took a bit of a tumble there. So mm -hmm. they started off the year, I think, offensively better than most people were expecting, and a big part of that was Adam Duvall. So I look at this Red Sox team, and I see a lineup that's capable of scoring a pitching staff. I could have gone entire pitching staff oh, yeah. for X-Factor, but I, ended up, I wanted to do a player. For me, this offense needs an Adam Duvall that was going off at the beginning of the year because he proved he can do it. He hasn't been up, you know, he's – Hasn't had a season in his career where he's hit well over 300 with 40 homers, but that was a pace he was on. So if he can be that player again for this Red Sox lineup, then they can be dangerous offensively and other teams will have to work for sure. All right, let's move on to one of the most exciting young teams in baseball, the Baltimore Orioles. Who is their X Factor? I think it's Gunnar Henderson. We've okay. seen this team be really successful this year mm -hmm. without him being great. Uh, obviously, Adley Rutschman is the centerpiece of this team, in my opinion. I've spoken before about how with the Orioles, everything turned around the day Adley Rutschman got called up. Exactly. The stats, the, the you can point to the exact yeah. moment he got called up. Uh, this is Adley's team. I think he's the MVP of this team. Gunnar Henderson is, I was going to say X-Factor, but that's literally the segment. He's yeah. quite literally the X-Factor of this team. Because this guy came up last year temporarily. We saw him go on a tear. And then it was, okay, can he win? He's, he's the favorite to win AL Rookie of the Year this year. Yeah. But at the beginning of the year, it wasn't a great start. He got off to a really big struggle, and now he's playing good baseball. And I think this Orioles team needs that. I don't think they have, I don't think they have right now the talent and the roster. I, I think they have some Orioles magic going on. Yeah. But I think they have definitely some holes in their roster that they need to address at the trade deadline, hopefully get some pitching. But if you can get Gunnar Henderson being an all-star caliber player, I'm not saying he's going to – I don't think he can make the all-star team at this point, but he's certainly playing like that of late. 
If you can get him to be that guy, it adds a much-needed piece in your lineup because it almost felt like this offseason, I, I said, I want this Orioles team to go after a big, like, star player. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. So it's almost like they've been missing that big star player, and he's not obviously paid to be that guy. He's, gonna, he's a rookie in his rookie year, but if he can be that much-needed bat that they needed to add to their lineup – I think that's a a big difference maker for them. Yeah, he has the potential to be that star player, which makes him the X Factor. Let's move on. The the Toronto Blue Jays, who is their X Factor? It's Vladdy Jr. Let me, you would not believe this in a million years at the beginning of the season. It is June, it's late June. Yeah. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. does not have a home run at home. I didn't even realize that. He has not hit a home run at home this season. And he's having a a average season for an offensive player. I mean, he's good. He's not great. And he's not elite, certainly. Someone who's been in the MVP conversation. The Blue Jays need that. He wins an MVP if it's not for Shohei in 2021. He's the MVP award winner. Mm -hmm. This Blue Jays team, you know what you're going to get from Bo Bichette. He's led the league in hitting for like three, four years in a row and and hits. You know you're going to get consistent, average uh, home runs here and there. With Vladdy Jr., we've seen an MVP caliber season before. We've seen home runs in bunches. Mm -hmm. For him to not have a home run at home this season – that's alarming. And this this Blue Jays team that I picked to win the AL East, he's a big part of that. And this lineup takes a big hit if you have him in the middle of it being an average to slightly above average Major League Baseball hitter. He needs to be elite. He's the X factor on this team. As as good as Bo Bichette is, Bo Bichette's an all-star. He leads the league and, and hits every year, you know, like three years in a row. You know what you're going to get from him. Mm-hmm. But this is Vladdy's team. You know, you think of the Blue Jays and their yeah. best hitter. Right now, you got to say Bo Bichette. But that's not a good sign for them. If the Blue Jays want to be a World Series team, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. needs to be the best hitter on the team. And he's not right now. I agree with that. Now, you mentioned, a little off topic here, that you picked the Blue Jays to win the AL East. I did. Are you changing that at this point in the season? Yeah, I'd, I'd change that. I would change that. I'd change it to the Rays right yeah. now, but yeah, that's kind of an easy, yeah. yeah. Best team in baseball. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the Yankees. Who is their X Factor? Yankees X Factor is Anthony Volpe. Why, you might ask? Yeah. Well, as I mentioned at the beginning of this season, the Yankees lineup is the exact same lineup we've seen for a few years, the same lineup we saw get swept by the Houston Astros in the playoffs. What is new and exciting about the New York Yankees? The one thing is their star-studded future shortstop for a long, long time, Derek Jeter's replacement, Anthony Volpe. Now, he has not been good. Roller coaster of a first season in the big A roller coaster that's mostly downhill. It has not been good for the majority of the season. But, yeah, there's there flashes. Hopes, like the, oh, the, the, yeah. the hopes were very high. The hopes high. were high. That first week was really exciting. And he's, I, he's been inches away from hero moments. I actually agree with their handling of Anthony Volpe. I think he should have broken camp with the team. Yep. I think he should have been their shortstop. And I think if you believe this is the shortstop for the next 20 years, 10, 15 years, you got to let him work through his struggles and figure out how to – how to fail at the big leagues and come back up. And we have seen glimpses of him being good. The power is clearly there. He has double-digit homers this year. 
uh, only the third Yankee in his, the only the third Yankee shortstop rookie in history to have 10 or more homers. So he's in that category. But by and large, the the numbers are alarming of how bad he is, uh, how bad this season has gone so far. He's got an on-base percentage of around 270. He's striking out at an alarming rate. 30% is his strikeout rate. As a guy that can steal 50 bases in a season, put the ball in play, get on base, the rest will take care of itself. He's not doing that right now. He's playing a good defense. Again, I'm not calling for him to be sent down. I'm saying he's the X factor of this team. And if the Yankees want to be elite, they need their star-studded new shortstop to, to turn it around. And I don't think it needs to be right now. But at some point, right now, you look at Aaron Judge, IL. You look at Anthony Rizzo, struggling. Giancarlo Stanton, struggling. Where's the offense coming from for this team? Nowhere, really. So, for me, he's the big piece that can make the team from really good to better best team in the American League. Yeah, I think a positive thing, too, to take away from this situation is that Volpe is very aware of the struggles. He's openly talked about it. And then we've also heard the Yankees say, we know he's struggling, but we're going to stick with him. So, as you mentioned, taking that mindset and that mentality of, hey, we're going to work through these growing pains is only going to help a young player's confidence – And confidence is so important to turn a season around. So high hopes, as you mentioned, X Factor, I like your pick. Let's finish things up with the best team in baseball. There are so many ways you could go for the Tampa Bay Rays, but who is your X Factor? I'm going with Randy Arozarena here because Randy is one of the more interesting players in the league, one of the more interesting people in the league, just in – as a whole person, a whole it's he is a vibe. He's a whole energy and vibe. So Randy, for me, we saw what he did in the 2020 World Series, kind of out of nowhere, becoming the best player in the playoffs. Yep. And then we've seen in regular seasons him be an average player. Then we've seen him in the World Baseball Classic, back to being the guy. Playoff Randy. And then this season, he's Barely been not. he's been really good. Yeah. You need Randy Rosarena to put together a full season of playoff Randy, of WBC Randy. Yeah. And if the Rays can get that, it's what they need. Uh, it's vitally what they need because they don't have that. They don't have that Aaron Judge, the Ronald Acuna, Freddie Freeman, multi-million-dollar star-studded right. player. Right. Yeah. So they have they have a bunch of guys that are doing everything to the best of their ability. If Randy Rosarena is doing things to the best of his ability, he's one of the best players in baseball. Yes. But we haven't ever seen that over the course of a full season. Yeah. And I, I would love to see it. I think it's yeah. awesome for the game what he's doing. Every home run he hits I, now, he's crossing his arms. He's one of my faves. It's been it's been great. So uh, yeah, this is the AL East X Factors. We have Adam Duvall, Gunnar Henderson, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Anthony Volpe, and Randy Rosarena. What is this is beautiful. This is good. It's so beautiful. At some point, Alex, yes. I'm falling off this stage. Oh, one of I us will. Thinking, it's probably going to be me. I, I am thinking, the clumsy one here. I fall off of everything. I was thinking about I it run Thursday into everything. When, I, when we were breaking down the, uh-huh. the Rangers-White Sox play up yep. here and I was getting really into it, I, I'm just at one point, I'm going to be here and then I'm going to be gone. Yeah, add high heels into it. Yeah. Curry's going to go down. We should place bets. Who's going to be the first one to fall? I think it's going to be me. Okay, good. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hope for that. I, I, I need that to happen. <laughs> so it's not me. All right. Now, before we get to things that make you go, hmm, let's take a quick break. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now time for, I think, one of your favorite segments of the week. Things that make you go, hmm. It it really is. This is check that out. Look at the new graphics <laughs> we got here. It's God. the perfect emoji for it. I love I love it here. Our I new home is beautiful. Life. Yeah, I love life. All right, let's get started with our first things that make you go, hmm. Okay. And it is Garrett Cole's finger wag. <laughs> this whole scenario was kind of crazy to me. Hilarious. I love Garrett Cole. Yeah. And Garrett's one of the best pitchers in the game of baseball. But the situation that led up to the finger wag was he threw a pitch that the batter was frustrated with and the batter like very animated like like steps out and like rolls his head. And Garrett on the mound gets into it as well and like is all pissed off that the guy was acting this way. Which by the way... The pitch was a ball and it wasn't very close. Yeah. So the batter's reaction wasn't exactly like it had nothing to do with Garrett. He was just frustrated at the call. And Garrett got frustrated that he was frustrated with the call. So there was so much frustration. So, so what does Garrett Cole do? Well, he throws a pitch halfway up the backstop over his head. <laughs> over right over his head, halfway up the backstop, ends up striking the guy out. Yeah. And as he's walking off the field, like turns at him, starts wagging his finger right at him. It was truly, I mean, look at this. It's, so it's not even really sassy. wagging. It's like it it, it uh, is. Uh, uh. I'm here for it. I love I love it. All of this. I, I'm here for it because the batter didn't do anything wrong. Next thing you know, Garrett's throwing over your head, striking you out and shaking his finger at you like, you know, like like your PE teacher back in the day. That's a shame that you're you're run, you're walking and not running around the track. <laughs> I mean, if anyone can do this, there's a few pitchers that can get away with this. Garrett Cole's one of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Garrett Garrett definitely one. Just do a crazy you want. The pitch wasn't close. It was a curveball so like 6 inches above the zone. It's and so Garrett good. got so pissed that he was pissed. Yeah. A lot of frustration. A lot of frustration. Yeah. I'm here for. It. All right. Our next things that make you go hmm. So make me kind of sad. The Braves DFA, Charlie Culberson, the day he was supposed to catch the first pitch from his dad on Father's Day. This is mind-blowing. It almost it had to be an oversight by somebody. There's not a world in, like, I, I'm assuming Alex Anthopoulos is the one that made this decision, but he can't have known that he's going to be throwing out the first pitch to his dad Who's in the stadium. His dad was going to be the one throwing it out. Okay. And he was going to be the one catching it. I can only imagine. How do you send a guy? It's heartbreaking. It is. That's devastating. That's really bad. It's almost communication. Yeah. Somebody, it's almost like last year when I went to the Field of Dreams with my dad and we both flew in separately and somebody would have been like, Ben, you're fired, but your dad's still going to go to to Iowa and make corn jokes. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's it's, brutal. That's bad. Okay. Next things that make you go, hmm. hmm. 
MLB players vote on Nashville as the next best city for an expansion team. Does this surprise you at all that no. the players themselves voted on Nashville? I mean, what the 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 I would vote on Nashville. Of course you would. Would the you pl- vote on Nashville? If I'm a player, yeah. And my options are Montreal, Canada, you have Vancouver, Salt Lake City, Portland, Austin would be fun, but again, Texas, there's a, you know, there's quite a few of that going. And then Charlotte and Nashville, obviously. Nashville Nashville. ended up getting 69% of the vote, overwhelming majority from the players. I, if fans voted on this, I think Nashville would win, but there's no chance. If I'm a player in Major League Baseball, of course I want one of the stops being Nashville. Are you kidding me? But they also have a great fan base. Like they would, I think a, a Major League Baseball team would do well there. Not just. Oh, I do too. Yeah, that'd be my. That's my front. The runner. city really gets behind their teams. Yeah, I want. I want a team. Predators to go are fun. There. I, I think. Fun. I think we're gonna get two expansion teams within the next. We'll call it five years. Okay. Might be earlier. We'll get two expansion teams within the next five years. I think Nashville will be one, and then I think they're going to shift out to, like, west of the Mississippi for the other. Somewhere. 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 All right. Next things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. Manfred's comments on the A's fans' reverse boycott. Give it to me, Ben. Yep. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. So, we spoke a lot about the reverse boycott. I thought A's fans did a fantastic job. They did do a fantastic job. And 28,000 fans showed up in support of the Oakland Athletics organization and staying there and not moving to Vegas. Well, Rob Manford was asked about the day right after it happened. Yep. And I, I can't believe his quote was real. He said, when asked about the reverse boycott, it was great to see what is almost an average MLB crowd in the facility for one night. What a burn. That is like so That petty. is like knife, cut, swipe, swipe. Like that was just mean. <laughs> Can you do that again? Can we get a camera just on her? Do that again. Knife, cut, swipe, swipe. <laughs> um, I can't, but that's so petty. It's I so mean, petty. It's almost like an... I'm normally here for petty. Like I love a good petty moment. We're not commissioners. No, I'm not the commissioner of the league. You can't do that. You cannot do that. That is not an okay comment to make. Obviously, we're all extremely frustrated (laughs) with the Oakland A's situation and the ownership and just the lack of, uh, I don't know, like care for the team and investment in the team and the fans are feeling that. Yeah. And they're finally doing something about it and you give them a hard time for it. I mean, I'm sure he's also tired of dealing with this whole thing yeah. and frustrated about Doesn't it. Doesn't matter, but, though. Like, You're the face I, of the league. I think it was the perfect time to come out and say how great Oakland fans are and have been over the course of them being there. And unfortunately, this situation is very unfortunate that it's come to this. You know, just the status quo answer that we get all the time in baseball that we yeah. complain about. But if ever there was a time to give the the – status and quo person? boring answer yeah. and the person to do it it's the commissioner of the league yep i mean that this was ridiculous but, brutal yeah yeah uh all right one more th- things that make you go hmm uh, is that <laughs> what 
I like mm-hmm. this one. <laughs> there's, I, there's a lot of mm, you could take this one. Where was Juan Soto? Juan Soto, this was the bottom of the ninth of a game, a tie game in San Francisco the other night. Bottom of the ninth, pitcher's done warming up, and everybody's just like looking around like, where's our left fielder? Juan Soto was not yet out on the field. He just he just wasn't out there. And then all of a sudden, he comes sprinting out of the dugout straight to left field, and I'll tell you where he was. He was absolutely pooping. <laughs> Definitely. The guy had to poop. And the inning was delayed. The game was delayed because of it. Where was Juan Soto? He was on the toilet. That's where he was. <laughs> I, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I, when you this gotta isn't go, things that make go. you go. Hmm. This is things that make you go. Hmm. Oh my God! No, no, you didn't. Okay, that's gross. We're moving on. That wraps up things that make you go. Hmm. Nope. Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah, fine. it does. I was We're done. Get- you are done. You're out of here. So was Juan Soto. <laughs> so he could come out on the Yes, field. he was. <laughs> All right. It is time for our tale uh, of the tape. We have an epic, epic matchup this weekend. The Astros and Dodgers. Every time these two teams meet, it is so heated, especially when it is in Los Angeles. Yeah. Ever since that, I don't know, 2017 World Series, all the all the drama the cheating rumors that went around with it that the Astros won in Game 7 at Dodger Stadium. This has been one of my favorite rivalries when they meet. And it's great. When we're looking at the fall, Dodgers are 6-5 and five overall against Houston since the World Series. Who won that? 2017 World, World Series. Series. Yeah, we don't need to go into that. So Ben and I are going to go through, and we're going to pick who has, we think, has a better offense, defense, manager, rotation, and bullpen. And then at the end... Who we think is going to win the series? So let's get started. Which offense are you taking, Ben? Okay. Offensively, I am going to take the Los Angeles Dodgers offense. Mm. Multiple MVPs in the lineup. You have Mookie. You have Freddie, who's hitting over 320 right now with a lot of homers. I think he's at 13 homers on the year. Uh, the Houston Astros offense is really struggling right now. Yes, they are. They're dealing with a lot of injuries. Altuve, Jordan, Brantley has like hit a snag coming back, so they shut him down, and now he's on the comeback process. But the offense has just been a struggle this year, and it's been a big struggle for the Astros offense to get, to get going. So right now, for this series, I'm going to say the better offense is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Welcome to the good side. All right. I am also taking the Dodgers offense. A lot of the reasons you just mentioned, Astros are struggling. Dodgers are doing great. But it's also at Dodger Stadium. I think that's going to be a big up. Plus, Dodgers are top five in a lot of offensive categories. They are fourth in Major League Baseball in runs per game, third in home runs, fifth in extra base hits, first in walks, and fourth in slugging. So the numbers also support and back both of our takes. Let's move on to defense. Who are you taking? Alex, I had a feeling, this is Dodgers-Astros. I had a feeling you're going to go very Dodgers heavy with this. And you're normally the one that comes with a lot of stats and I stuff. Do. And I just go by the field test. Yeah. But I knew today yep. I would have to bring my stats. My defense of choice is the Houston Astros. Now, according to fan graphs, there are about four elite defenses in the game. Like, there's good defenses, but there's Mm -hmm. four that really separate themselves. 
The Astros are one of those. They have a 12.1 defensive rating on Fangraphs, which I'll explain, but there are a lot of different analytics and defensive factors that go into this overall defensive rating. Astros are at 12.1. What does that mean? Zero is league average. So if if zero is the average defense, the Astros are 12.1 better than that. Where are the Dodgers, you might ask? 27th out of 30 at negative 10 defensively. I will take the Houston Astros, and I look forward to your answer. All right. Well, I'm going to bring some other numbers for you, Ben. Okay. And I am taking the Dodgers defense. Couple reasons here. Better fielding percentage. They are ninth in Major League Baseball compared to the Astros 11th. So even if it's only a couple, couple spots up, they're better. Also tied for fewest errors committed in Major League Baseball compared to the Astros at fifth. So for my numbers that I chose to go off of, Dodgers have a better defense. You know why I don't like fielding percentage? Huh? Because if I don't attempt to go after a baseball, it doesn't count as an error. Oh, that's your problem. It, it's right. the Dodgers' problem. All right. It's the Dodgers' pitcher's problem. Let's move on to managers. Dusty Baker. Come on. Dusty Baker's a legend. He is a World legend. Series champion, Dusty Baker. Yep. Hall of Famer. I went Dusty Baker. I don't have uh, Dusty Baker. Okay. This one was tough for me. Because I wanted love to pick. both of these managers, right? Both have a World Series. Both have been manager of the year. Both are three-time pennant winners. And I love Dusty. But if it's going to be a tie, in my mind, between these two teams, I'm going to go with my team and I'm going to go Dave Roberts and the Dodgers. Okay. Yep. Moving on to rotations. Let's go. Who you got? Starters. Uh, starting pitching, Houston Astros. Best okay. team ERA in all of baseball. Overall, 3.51. Rotations at 3.43. It's the second best rotation ERA in all of baseball. Dodgers are at 4.30. That's 13th best in baseball. Uh, that's. We'll see what you got here. Okay, let, let's run through this. the probables for the weekend. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Friday, J.P. France... Against Emmett. Okay. So France is two and two, three point four two ERA. Emmett has only pitched six innings, but he has a zero ERA. The guy's pitched six innings. Yeah, I know, but he's. Are you ta- is are you saying that that matchup favors I'm gonna the Dodgers? I'm going to take Emmett Shahan. <laughs> what? All right. Let's go. Okay, Saturday, Blanco against Miller. Who you taking here? Probably Bobby Miller. There you go, Dodgers. There you go. So I'm two for two there. Sunday. You're two for two. I'm two I didn't two agree here. to that. Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown. I'll take Hunter Brown. Yeah. Tony Goslin. So I'm, I'm taking Hunter Brown here. So, yeah. I, I was t- I'm was. i taking Dodgers because I'm going to take two of the three matchups. And that's what we're going with. Let's let's round it out here with bullpen. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> ridiculous. Let's go. Uh, the Astros. Yeah. If you, for the love of God, Alex, if you find a way to take the god-awful Dodgers <laughs> bullpen over the Houston Astros, who have the fourth-best bullpen ERA in baseball at 3.53, the Dodgers are dead last in the National League, second last in all of baseball, a bullpen ERA of 5.01. This is the Houston Astros. That's the only answer. I'm a homie, but I'm also like, 
I'm not afraid to say when another team's better. So, yeah, I took the Astros bullpen. It sure looks like you are. Yeah, I am. It sure looks like you are. Because they are. They're, they're, they're going to win the series. No, and I'm taking the Dodgers to win the series. We each took four on the team that we think is going to win and one on the other side. So, it's on. It's on. <sighs> Unbelievable. It's on. Also, I'm taking the Dodgers. Both teams the are playing awful. So. I know, so it's, it's okay. This is, this is a fun time to see what happens. The, Ast- the Astros did play really a good well. Time against. though to be playing like a crazy rival like this, where the fans are probably going to be more into it, like just as into yeah, it the, yeah. as the players. Maybe this is something that snaps both these teams out of the funk that they're in because they're both great teams and they both have been the best teams of yeah. their division for so many years yeah. and at one point this season. So this this could be a turnaround series for both these yeah. teams. The Astros did the Astros played very well against the Mets. So maybe that's them starting to turn it around. I, I think health is going to be a big factor there. But yeah, it's gonna be heated. Dodgers fans definitely hate the Astros oh, way more than the Astros hate the Dodgers. A lot yeah. of hatred there. Yeah. A lot. Last a little, time little I went, bit of cheating, a lot of hatred. Last time I went to the stadium for Astros Dodgers, it was so loud, and Carlos Correa hit a home run like 500 feet off of Joe Kelly. It was a great moment to be there for. Nobody, nobody liked it, but I did. Yeah. It was great to be there. Of course you did. We should go. We. Uh, I would love to. I'm out of town this weekend. Yeah, I know. It was if, if I a, was in town, I would love to go. It'll be a good series. It'll be fun. It'll be heated. It's always a it, baseball. I baseball needs this rivalries. It's like, like this. It, this is the perfect rivalry yep. for the game of baseball yep. because of everything that's happened. It's the perfect the rivalry. History. Yeah. Both great teams. Both, Let's yeah. go Dodgers. Does that do it for our our Friday that show? That wraps it up for Friday. Our first uh, first week comes to a close in our brand new Beautiful. studio tomorrow, Saturday with Smoltz. It was my first conversation with Smoltz in this studio. Across the pond. No, that's going to be the that's next, next. That's week. the next. Okay, okay, next that's one. this that's one. Fair. He was on this side of the pond. Okay, got it. But it's going to be a fun conversation. Make sure you'll check that out tomorrow. Thank you all for listening to this Friday episode of Flippin' Bats. Make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch everything on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Until tomorrow, my friends, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. Peace.